You're listening to NFT 365, the first daily podcast on NFTs with your host, Fanzo, talking crypto, blockchain, Web3, non-fungible tokens, metaverse, and what the f*** is a non-fungible token? We'll get to that. It's time for today's episode of NFT 365, the only daily NFT podcast minting an NFT every day for 365 days. Powered by the ADHD coin at rally.io, here's your host and digital futurist, the ADHD superpowered Brian Fenzo. This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research. What's up, friends? Welcome back to another episode where we're, you know, I really wanted to break down this idea of, you know, trust or, you know, finding the truth. And I've talked a lot about the concept of going through uh, the NFT projects and really trying to determine how much you can trust, you know, the founders, how much we can trust uh, the roadmap, uh, you know, all of those type of things. And, and I'll just say the other aspect of this is that, you know, it's more than just the people. And I will say... You know, I'm a big data geek. I, I use a lot of different tools. I've been actually talking about a lot of the tools that I use on Twitter over the last uh, week or so. And I love being able to use you know the data to uh, you know help understand and break down some of the the nuances of these NFT projects. But here's the thing. you know data really only allow is only part of the the actual story, right? It just is really, you know, a data, you know, without context is still just data and you need the context of data to truly build that trust and understand the complete story. And here's the hard truth is that not only have hackers become smarter with how they're manipulating uh, users, you know, through uh, direct message, even hacking into um, admins, discords accounts, so they could post under the announcements uh, folder or under the announcements uh, blanket. But it's also founders and you know those in the NFT space are getting creative with how they're using the data to their advantage. And we've heard this, we've seen this for the whole time with NFTs, where people will talk about you know their average sale of their of one of their NFTs. Uh, on social media, and they'll talk about you know maybe the the big sale. But here's the thing: we have to recognize, you know, the fact that everything is transparent. There's also this element of, you know, the more that we know what people are tracking, the more that going to use that against us. And, and for example, what I I have noticed a couple times that projects will all of a sudden get a big pump because they'll post on social media about like a big sale, like one of their one of one rares just sold for $30,000 or $60,000. And at the surface it's like, wow, people are really valuing, you know, really valuing this project. Like we must, you know, we must go check this out. It must be worth investing in. But we have to ask ourselves like, who is the person that is actually buying that NFT? And how do we not know that someone on the project just didn't buy it under a different wallet just to pump the, their project to make their project all of a sudden get some publicity and get some uh, attention. We don't really know that. We have to do that uh, another layer of research. And that also includes, you know, data like, you know, one of the things that I've noticed over the last week and I fell for it once was I, I track like how many, how much traffic is happening, how many mints are happening in a certain hour or a certain time period. And, and I noticed some projects that were just popping off. Like 
the the data said they had three thousand mints in the last thirty minutes, and I was like. Oh my god! How did I not hear about this project? And I jump over the project, and it'll have like three thousand one hundred and eighty uh, mints already out of ten thousand. And you're immediately like, "Wow, it must be this popular. I should probably just jump on it and and buy it." But here's the thing that is happening: is that because you know NFT founders have figured out that people are using that data, they're giving away for free some of their NFTs. So, like for that project example. They said the first 3,000 people that mint the NFT get it for free. Everyone else has to pay 0.09. So when I jumped on there and I noticed they had over 3,000 mints in the last half hour, I might have assumed that that project was just amazing. And I go and click and I buy my NFT. But here's the problem with that. Not only does that, you know, to me, kind of show an element of manipulation, but it also makes that, you know, if 3,000 people got the NFT for free... And the next 7,000 people are buying it at point, you know, zero nine. Here's the thing. Those 3,000 people that got it for free, if they sell it for point zero three ETH, for them, it's making a profit. It's really, hey, we're good to go. But if you think about this, you know, at a bigger picture, when you're giving away mints for free at that level and you're doing it with this idea of, you know, um, sparking excitement or even, you know, kind of flexing the data, it makes it really hard for people to trust why people are selling it, what they're doing. And so I will tell you, before you go jump on a project because of the data, you're going to want to check out all of the source points, right? Don't just look at one data point. And I think that would be the lesson here for this episode is, you know, when we're thinking about trust, I, I talked about this a lot in the, you know, in previous episodes, I talk about the fact that if people are using a pseudonym or an alias, uh, you know, that's one check mark against them for trust. But there's a lot of other areas that we can kind of build that trust around that can really, you know, make up for that. And with data, that has to be the case as well. And so if we see data points shared on Instagram or TikTok or Twitter or even, you know, using the tools like Icy Tools or Rarity.tools that I like to use, we have to go deeper than just what that, that data shows us. And we have to go, okay, wow, they had 3,000 in the first 15 minutes. What are they doing? What, 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 what was their marketing to do that, right? So we need to go to their website. We need to go to their social media accounts. And we also go to check OpenSea and check the, the, the actual secondary market because we want to look at those secondary markets and see, wait a second, why is everyone selling it for 0.0001 right after they minted it for 0.09? And I will say for all of those founders out there or the projects that I'm consulting with, to me, this is just another place for us to be able to demonstrate our transparency and trust. I'm perfectly okay with people uh, giving away mints for free. I, I've I've been a big advocate for mint prices being lower than uh, 0.1 ETH, especially. But when we do so, we have to be upfront with that. We have to make that very clear. And in my opinion, we also even have to separate that those free mints from the actual others that are buying it in there so that there is kind of that, that transparency. And if you're not going to do that, I think we need to have that very clear on the website that you're know, like, Hey, the first 3000 were free. All the ones after that are this amount. And so the lesson here for me, and it's the, it's really with all data, right? I can show you someone on Twitter that has a half a million followers and that might look like, Hey, that, that person is impressive. But then if you dive a deep, a little bit deeper, deeper and you recognize all of the accounts followed that person in the same month and they happen to be maybe the person's person bought those followers well all of a sudden now that data doesn't have that same you know value 
And so I, the real lesson is here is no one data point is ever good enough to determine what the entire story is. We need additional data. We need context. And ultimately, we need to bring all of those things into one you know, one you know, dashboard, one view, and then determine and make our decisions from there. And so, you know, I, I just got out of watching a Spider-Man, a Spider-Man movie uh, with my daughters today, the movie theater. And, I, you know, it's it is a great you know, line, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. And I think as we look at this idea that we're using, you know, we're, we're all spending money uh, to buy NFTs and we have to take that responsibility seriously. And I I will say, like, for me, part of that is why, you know, I'm going to be even more you know, drive additional due diligence before I talk about a project here on the podcast or before I promote something that I think is worthwhile because I do think with that great power comes great responsibility. And, and with the data that is in front of us, we have to understand what, what, was, what is that data telling us? Where did that data come from? And how much weight do we give that data in determining how we're going to spend our money or our time or our attention? And that can be everything from, you know, the amount of Discord members someone has to the, the last biggest sale they have, or even worse, what celebrity all of a sudden came on board. Because I would love to know, you know, did that celebrity pay for that NFT or did you pay them to promote that NFT on their, on their uh, you know, social media accounts? And if you paid them, how much did you pay them? And what is the constraints on that? Is it just for them to post about it on Instagram or are they going to be engaged in the community and be part of of the discord. And if they're not, I believe this is those elements that we must be able to integrate a bit of transparency and understand that role that data plays and it cannot tell all of the story. So with that, I will, I'll let you guys know. I think that to me is another piece of this is that, you know, with every NFT, even the ones that we buy that end up going to zero, there are lessons and things that we can take away from that that can ultimately help us in business, help us in life if we're willing to recognize, we're willing to reverse engineer, and we're willing to be honest with ourselves on what influenced us to make those decisions. Till tomorrow, my friends, make it a good one. Cheers.